So there's like uh, some things, some people like there's some people dancing out there with what look like sharp objects making a weird noise. Uh, I don't think I'm prepared to deal with anyone potentially stabbing me today. Uh, but uh, Mr. Eagle Face, you got a you got a, a helmet on, so maybe you lead the quest. Playing spooky stuff. As our special games series, we thought, why don't we play some spooky games uh, <laughs> as well? So that it's not just us talking about capitalism wanting to murder us strategically. Yeah. May or may not include murder. We don't know yet. Uh, but not like <laughs> no, squid murder. games Most murder, definitely. like where you real die. It's like game die. Yeah. Exactly. Or what's that movie where they do it? <laughs> There's a lot of movies where people die. Okay, it's the one that's from like the 90s. It's really bad. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or early 2000s. Okay. Oh, but you die in the game, you die in real life, stay alive? Yeah, that one. That one. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. You're welcome. Uh, Everyone now remembers that movie. (laughs) Check out our video games episode. Uh, (laughs) Talk about how video games are killing. So we're going to be playing Call of Cthulhu, which is super fun. We've played it with the Black Tribbles. If you want to hear audio broadcast of that. Super fun. Where I was the keeper, uh, I'm not keeping today. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, today, uh, I am playing Gertie Machinsky. Uh, <laughs> I'm a union rep. I'm here for the people. That's all. Uh, I've played uh, a lot of role-playing games. I started playing in college and occasionally will keep and or GM. And these got really emotional right right then um but call of cthulhu is pretty recent um like i said i kept a few games but uh, i'm very excited to play with these lovely people who i had the pleasure of playing with and meeting completely randomly because we wanted to play this game so (laughs) you guys are gonna enjoy it it's gonna be great so kat what about you who are you uh, I am. I have not decided on my voice yet, but I am Ira Rosenfeld. I am a bank robber, um, and essentially, my favorite part of my backstory is my parents were con, con men and taught me to tra- the trade early. What I cannot con, I steal. I started bank robbing when I was denied a loan because I didn't have a husband or a man to vouch for me. Now I make that every bank's problem. Um, so that's fun. Uh, but I've played Call of Cthulhu, but my memory is a void, uh, so I don't remember any of it, uh, despite the fact I'm pretty sure I had a really good time. <laughs> so I'm excited to play this time, uh, and hopefully we'll not forget this again in like eight months when we do another game-like thing. That's okay, I won't take it personally. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a fun time. I remember having fun. I just like don't remember any of the mechanics. Sure, we believe you. Why did you mm-hmm. popcorn it over to somebody else? All right, Mike. <laughs> okay, uh, I can go. I, I'm playing Theodore Machinsky, okay? I'm a door-to-door vacuum salesman. I'm just an average, everyday fella. Uh, Gertie's over there, over there, I guess, on Twitch. She's up there. I don't got many ambitions. I like to go bird watching in my spare time, but otherwise I spend all my time selling vacuum cleaners going door to door. My experience with role playing games goes way back. I started playing second edition D&D when I was in elementary school and I've been playing pretty much ever since. Yeah. Get a load of this nerd. <laughs> Love that guy. Are you popcorn to somebody? Um, popcorn to uh, Alex. Hello, I'm Alex. Uh, tonight I will be playing Edward Falcon Crest the Third, Explorer Extraordinaire, Kungaloosh. Um, he's a little Indiana Jones, a little Gaston. You know, um, I've been playing role-playing games since I was 12, so about 20 years, give or take. I started with D&D 3.0. I've played, you know, every edition of that. Uh, Call of Cthulhu with this group here. Um, Taking an interest in Deadlands, 40k roleplay, all that good stuff. Um, Alvin, off to you. Okay. Um, I was I was too busy listening to you. Um, hi, my name's Alvin. Um, I'm going to be playing Paris Selby, um, who is a uh, a jazz performer. So I tried to get as as crazy with my makeup and everything as possible. I do apologize to people watching. I'm going to be playing with my hair a lot. My hair is normally not this long. This is a wig. So I'm too busy just having fun remembering that hair exists. So I apologize for that. In the first place. But um, I uh, have I primarily do Dungeons and Dragons 5e, but um, I started to get back into Call of Cthulhu for a little while. I've been doing this for I'm going to say maybe a little bit less than ten years. I'm going to say closer to like seven or eight. Um, I used to do some keeping stuff, but I much prefer. I originally wanted to say what's what's it like playing, so I ended up joining these guys' campaign. It was so much fun. I love everybody here. Um, and so I am very excited to be playing. I have not figured out a voice yet for Paris, so I, I'll figure that out when we get to me. Um, but I'm too busy playing with my hair. Uh, heading things over to Vince. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Vin. Uh, I'll be doing uh, Tony Stromboli. <laughs> Tony Stromboli came around a long time ago and we all started playing Call of Cthulhu together. And then he he never came back for another session. There was one game, (laughs) he left about halfway through and we never heard from him again. So I decided that we're gonna get that closure today. Tony Stromboli is the inventor of the Stromboli. (laughs) A mild-mannered Italian-American man who came here when he was a kid worked in textile factories until he decided that wasn't for him. (laughs) So he became a cook and he designed the best handheld Italian food money could buy. (laughs) But he has a dark secret. 
that's pretty much the entirety of my experience. So there we go. We'll see. And I guess I'll kick it over to our keeper over to the scoreboard. Mo. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Mo and I'll be keeping for this uh, evening. Um, I guess, what should I say? The scenario that we're going to be playing is more of a world uh, called the Dreaming Village. So it's going to be a little familiar because everyone is a character taken from the 1920s. And uh, you'll find have been transported to a very different place than what they're used to. Um, About myself, I like running games. Call of Cthulhu is my favorite game. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> why don't you just start us off? Let's hop on in. I'm excited. I'm like, let's do it. Okay. So, who we start with? Can I get a luck roll? Just tell me the uh, number that you get. Oh, oh uh, I got a 96. four. 96, baby. 44. 45. Okay. It says 12 it? versus 55. What does that mean? You got a 76. You rolled a 12. Oh, yeah. So the skill. second number is the number of your statistic, like your stat for that oh, specific thing. And then the okay. first number is what you get. Gotcha. What you're rolling and roll 20. <laughs> 93. All right. So uh, I believe, Edward Falcon Crest, you got the lowest, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, By a wide margin. So where <laughs> are you right now in the familiar material world? I am on an expedition hunting a dangerous beast through the savannah of Africa. Late afternoon, the sun's beating down hard on me. So what time? of You said it's an afternoon. Okay. So as you're advancing through the savannah and the heat of the sun above you um, with brief cooling from trickles of sweat coming down your brow, you suddenly feel a intense shade sweep over you, like you're suddenly under a canopy. Looking around, you notice that a peculiar mist has settled in. This is incredibly out of season. (laughs) You see a tail uh, flick through the mist in the distance. Ready? Aim. And as you squeeze the trigger, you hear a loud ringing and your vision swings up as everything fades to black. Ira, what is Ira doing right now? She has just robbed a bank. (laughs) Okay. Off work. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Um, And... She has just gotten into a getaway car and is driving away from the bank. Okay. Um, what city is she in? I did not think this far ahead. Let's uh-huh. say you want to use Arkham as like an yeah. East Coast. <laughs> I'm there. Fill in. 100%. Okay. Uh, so you make a sharp uh, turn on Armitage Street and uh, do not account for another car that is swinging down about to T-bone you. Okay. From the intersection. Can you give me a drive 
roll, please. Yes. Drive auto? Yes. Oh, I'm good at that. Okay. Or apparently not. I got a 56. Um, and what, what is your skill with drive auto? 51. Okay. Do you want to push it? What does that do? So pushing it means that you'll roll it again. Oh, okay. And if you fail this time, something extra bad happens. Yeah. The consequences are worse than if you didn't. But there already are consequences. There already are consequences set in place. I got a four out of 51. Four. Okay. That's definitely a easily an extreme, right? It says extreme success. Okay. So you're, so what happens is this car is about to slam into you from the side. You see it all play out in your head. You get that 54, which then fires the synapse into the four universe and you swing (laughs) the wheel around and just clear that, that, that corner. Um, and you're driving down and all of a sudden these clouds billow up around you. Okay. Your visibility reduces to practically zero and then your vision turns dark as you feel this sudden flash of panic before everything goes quiet. So Theodore Machinsky, where are you right now in the world? Um, I think I'm, I either just got home from a delivery or I am out on the road making a, a vacuum sale. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you away from home? Um, yeah, let's go with yes. All right. So you're passing uh, these golden wheat fields. You're in the heartland of America. Hmm. <laughs> um, got a very Norman Rockwell-esque uh, a beautiful mauve sky behind you. Um, what is Theodore thinking about? Um, he's thinking about the, uh, the next stop. Um, he's getting kind of hungry and he's hoping to find like a nice sit down diner and really see what the, what the, uh, food belt of the country can show. So as you're moving towards, um, kind of a more populous area to get some food you see a um someone walking ahead of you and they seem to be dressed kind of differently this um almost a long shawl is trailing behind oh this person needs help i'm gonna pull over (laughs) (laughs) so are you approaching them yeah, I'm gonna like pull, like go in front of them and then pull to the side. <laughs> so the car door slams, and you're approaching this figure who's now standing still. You want to hitch a ride? I can move some of the uh, some of the vacuums over. I've got plenty of space. They turn around, and you hear a loud bang, and you jolt as if you've been struck. Your vision turns dark and this whining siren-like sound echoes between your eardrums as you go somewhere else. (laughs) Paris, where are you currently? 
Paris is probably in, um, I had it written out and everything. And then I looked away and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hamilton Lodge in Harlem, okay. which is a prominent ballroom. So I, I imagine it's the evening. Yes. Okay. Um, in a particularly raucous night where a, a jazz ensemble has come in from New Orleans to play, you get the sensation of wanting to perhaps inquire as to a, let me put it this way. Is your character um, in the speakeasy scene? Yes, most certainly. Okay. So at the bar, there is a person sitting at the other end who you've never seen before. You assume that they've come in perhaps to see this this band from New Orleans. But there's something about the way they are dressed which catches your attention. It's almost an emerald suit that this person is wearing. As well as what looks to be some kind of velvet cloth obscuring their face. A veil of sorts. No one else seems to be disturbed by this or register it as unusual. <clears throat> and you keep seeing a flash of light come from that person in your peripheral vision. Paris is 100% going to walk up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, she's going to, uh, Paris is going to, I'm being very particular about my pronouns. Paris is going to slide in um, leaning very as elegantly and seductively as possible and say I absolutely adore your suit darling where did you get it you feel as if the person sitting next to you is like they almost assume the posture of a monolith and they turn to you and they say good evening there are many places one can purchase a suit like this. <laughs> I happen to visit one of them. Many vistas available. And you so see that- Keeping them a secret from me, I see. Interesting. All can be revealed in time. And you, you feel a flash of light again, kind mm -hmm. of pass through your vision and the music dampens as a fog sweeps in around your ankles. The figure then is revealing their face, moving aside the velvet cloth. And right before they do, you feel this shock in your chest as your vision swings up and the last thing you see is the crumbling of the ceiling above 
as a dense mist rolls in. All right, Gertie. I'm going to ask you the same questions. Where are you right now? Where in the world is Gertie Machinsky? Uh, at a union meeting. Like, everyone, get in your cards. If you want anything done around here, you got to contribute. All right. So uh, a union meeting for what? What union? Good question. It's uh, actors. Oh, okay. Today. Uh <laughs> So you're surrounded by um, various uh, various actors, uh, and a uh, there is a frizzy-haired, bushy-beard director who's rail thin cool. in a uh, uh, a black turtleneck, <laughs> and he's kind of shrieking at everyone. Uh, and they're all kind of there's like an argument happening between him. And then a uh, a bunch of uh, crewmen uh, who are sort of impatiently uh, crossing their arms. Uh, what is Gertie uh, hoping to get done at this meeting? She's hoping to get enough people signed up to make it happen, to get those pieces together. It's the beginning stages. So um, do you want to step into the altercation? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Gertie likes a little mischief in getting things done. Okay. Can you give me either a charm or fast talk roll? Okay. Let me see if I can find it. So charm, not so good. Fast talk, even worse. There we go. Give it a <laughs> shot. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> It's a 45 out of 15. Yikes. So it's like, uh, essentially what happens is kind of like there's a big, uh, cl- uh, like in a cartoon, there's a big smoke cloud fight. And you just like try to jump in, you get thrown back out. <laughs> um, so as you are, are get turned around from this, uh, uh, um, fil- this like industry argument, uh, you see that, are you in a uh, let's say that you're in a theater after hours and uh there there have been tables set up on the stage and there are various actors and directors and producers and crewmen kind of you know mulling around um and there is no one really sitting in the stands or the seats Mm -hmm. except you see somebody in the middle row uh, they appear to be dressed in a custard-colored cloak with a mask or some kind of a obscuring element on their face. Mm. You immediately feel a sensation of disbelief. Hey, you, what are you doing here? This room's been closed off. It's a very important meeting. The seated figure doesn't respond, but sticks out a bony, elongated finger and points at you. That's rude. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go walk up walk up to be like, get out of here. <laughs> Kick him out. Get out of my space. I filed the correct paperwork, all right? You got to go talk to Donna in HR. She can get that all sorted out for you. 
So as you approach, you're starting to get a better and better look. Can you give me a spot hidden roll, please? That's all. 46 nice. out of 50. Okay. You notice that through the sort of tattered uh, sheer of the, the robes this figure is wearing, you can see what looks like atrophied, almost mummified flesh. And as it begins to feebly rise from the seat, you feel this panic suffuse you. Can you give me a, let's do a psychology roll to maintain um, cohesion of this reality? Okay. Nope. 45 out of 10. (laughs) Not very psychological. So Gertie kind of buckles from this force of uh, sheer terror and is trying to almost like in a dream crawl away in slow motion and feels the rushing of vapor in Velper. You're in a dense mist. And as it clears, so does your consciousness. Oof. Tony. We, we finally get to you. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm finally here. <laughs> is Tony making a stromboli or is he doing something uh, else? To- Tony has just finished up the strombolis for the day, cleaning up the, the old-fashioned pizzeria, whatever they looked like in the 20s, scrubbing down a thing, sweeping another thing. <sighs> another day's good work. Another happy stromboli out the door. <laughs> this is this is sweeping. Just a little things. Yeah, the the golden uh, uh, twilight is kind of coming through the blinds. From um, in uh, in uh, it's it's creating a, a beautiful magic hour um, reflection on your uh, stromboli. And so you, I assume, yeah, you're closing up. Closing up for the day. It's like a stromboli workshop, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's like a pizzeria, but like it's only strombolis. It's only strombolis. It's Tony's <laughs> strombolis. Inconveniently, it's like upstairs. It's like in a residential building, so yeah, people yeah. have to like wait outside. We didn't have fire codes yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually by today's standards. Very, very uh, exclusive. I have to lower them down. People pay top dollar. You'd sign up on the internet for one of these if it existed. Yeah. Get drone stromboli. <laughs> As this is happening, the light is obscured by a dark shadow over the window. What's that shadow? You, you feel the fear of ages. <laughs> Would you like to look out the window? Uh, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see why suddenly my beautiful view is blocked off. Um, are you in Brooklyn? Uh, we're we're outside of outside of uh, the known 
New York City. Like I've I've drifted to the outside of it, but like like outer Brooklyn, kind of towards Queens in a no man's land. Okay. So you're like in. Um, oh, you're ahead of your time. I'm I'm there. There's really no one else yet. It's honestly, it's a lot of greenery. Wow. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're off the grid. Um, Rustic Stromboli's. <laughs> you gotta so, come all this way for my Stromboli. Pioneer. Yeah. Yeah, you're like uh, Nicolas Cage's character in Pig. <laughs> um, so as your view is obscured by some bizarre shadow that has rolled in, you look out the window and you see that the entire sky is enveloped in this mist, this dark churning mist. Um, you hear a frothing sound and it keeps rising higher in pitch. The last thing you see is a stromboli hit the floor. Before your vision turns dark <laughs> and you were taken somewhere else. Much <laughs> You all wake up. The first thing you all see are the foliage and thickets of a dense, deep, dark forest. There is a hissing mist that lays low to the ground and is kind of rolling along. The atmosphere of this place is a pale blue. A grayish blue. You wake up, each of you, in ditches that are lined up for each of your bodies. Like a grain, kind of. Yeah, not as deep, but pretty much. About maybe like uh, two feet in. Um, would I, I? I'd like to try and figure out where I am. Would I roll natural world or navigate for that? You could try that. Which one? Uh, what was the other one? Natural world and navigate. Uh, I would go for natural world. All right, here we go. Hard success. So at first glance, (laughs) the foliage, the the kind of uh, gnarled thickets and um, really textured bark uh, of this, of the trees look familiar at first, but upon concentrating on them, it almost looks like the textures are crawling and sort of complicating the more you look at them. I say, are they covered in insects? That's kind of the sensation, but you you can't really tell. You chalk it up to maybe uh, feeling disorientated. Perhaps. Uh, I'm a bit woozy. Are we all in the same location? You all wake up in the same location. Oh, so we see each other. Oh, my. I'll, like, sit up and look. Can I get a spot hidden? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Error rendering roll. Hmm. That sounds good. <laughs> it says uh, 87, uh, 87 versus 45. <laughs> <laughs> good start. I see um, so it's. Oh, oh, okay, I see. 
Big fail. Who um, are you? Nice. <laughs> are there Damn. other people here? Edward Wait. Falcon Crest III, at your service. Goody, is that you? Fandor! Goody, Hi. what are you doing in the middle of the woods? You're supposed to be at the union meeting. You're fighting for people's rights. Speak for yourself, Theodore. What are you doing in the middle of the forest? I, I, I assumed I was on the road. <laughs> Crazy things happen out here. <laughs> the lengths I go to for my customers, you'd never believe it. Oh, I believe it. You're also in the Stromboli business. No, I sell vacuums. Of course not. I'm the one in the Stromboli business. It's only I've never heard of a Stromboli. What is that? It's delicious. You would love it. It's like rolled up. There's is stuff inside of it. Like hand foods. I like hand foods. I'm on the road. I got to hold them when I drive. You and me, we'll talk. We'll talk, we'll talk yeah. <laughs> uh, my name's Theodore, of course. Theodore. At your service. Tony Stromboli. What does you know aside from aside from you looking like you? What do what do you look like? Tony Stromboli. Well, uh, yeah, everyone really. I'm. Oh, what oh, does yeah. everyone look like oh, aside from vaguely what we look like? Um, <laughs> I would say kind of imagine the hunter from Jumanji, but younger, like Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, like a. Early early forties Italian man, kind of kind of portly, um, <laughs> but like you know the kind he's he, like a uh, a gentle face, but you you can tell that like he probably packs a punch, but might not entirely know how to throw it. Right, uh, Theodore is just a, a little man. <laughs> He is skinny, he's a little short, and uh, uh, he's average-looking guy. He just looks uh, <laughs> unremarkable. I'm literally <laughs> just picturing Albert from our last campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happens Gertie's when you roll very poorly. Gertie's definitely taller than Theodore. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but I was picturing Lucille Ball, but Tan. I am a, a very tall and muscular lady. It's funny you say that because Paris is also tall. Her shoulders are a little bit wider than you would expect, like a normal. So this person very clearly at, like does some kind of athleisure. Like they work their body regularly. Um, and except for the fact that they woke up in a ditch, um, <laughs> normally you can tell that this person puts an extreme level of detail into their attire with the exception of their makeup, which seems to be almost cakey and very dramatic. Ah, oh, made for the stage, I see. <laughs> um, yes. And I don't have any idea as to how I ended up here. Well, I don't think any of us do, old Bean. Is my money gone? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm very mad about that. And now I'm... <laughs> my rifle! Where is it? He works oh, very yeah. hard on that money. Um, oh, no. I'm looking around. I rolled a spot hit and I got a regular success. Okay. 
As far as you can, Sorry. if you want to, you can. Okay. Um, as far as you can see in all directions are dense woods. Um, they seem to kind of get, it gets darker as it recedes back and mm. you can't really tell what time of day it is because the uh, inner, uh, the inner tangling of the branches uh, is actually quite um, layered despite none of these trees having any leaves on them. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so what uh, do we think these uh, holes are? Well, uh, rave to me, old chap. We all just, yeah, that's what I'm afraid We're of. Pretty shallow, you know, for hey, a grave. Sometimes you got to stack them two, three high. Sometimes the third one gets a, the short end of the hole. <laughs> so they say, well, that's pretty efficient. Yeah, no, because true. there's six of us, and whoever was digging these dishes got tired. Clearly, they were in a hurry. That's true, yeah. I mean, were we all close by to this area? I was in the Midwest, and Gertie over here was back home. I was, I was in, in Africa. Okay, clearly, clearly, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we're all in Africa now. I don't think so, but no, this doesn't look like any part of the savanna I've ever seen. Whoever dug the ditches maybe has my money, <laughs> and they may still be nearby, and they're probably in possession of eight. Can I get a um, listen roll, please? They're in possession of eight. Ooh. Eight of uh, eight premier models of vacuum cleaner that were all in my trunk. Okay. Oh, critical Whoa. success on listen. I hit the wrong one. Oh. Give me a sec. This is one I put my points into. <gasps> yes, I got a hard success. I really got a success. Roll like a god, apparently. Uh, I'm I'm a big old failure today. That's me okay. too. You got two. We, had two heavy hitter successes, uh, critical and a hard. I to listen, so I better have succeeded on that role. It's got a regular, <laughs> regular success. Edward, your hunter ears, your trained hunter ears perk up as you hear um, a cacophony of sound coming from around northeast of here. And what sounds like shrieks. Um, Paris, the shrieks catch your attention. And it sounds like um, a panicked animal or perhaps person. Can I tell where it's coming from as well? No. I you know vaguely it's from over there, but uh, Edward, you got the, the, the pinpoint. Sounds like someone's in trouble that way. Let's go help them. Kungaloosh! And I run off. <laughs> I was going to say, we should probably head to the southwest. That's probably the safest direction if there's bad stuff going that way. Paris is going to take off their sh their high-heeled shoes and start following the explorer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if there's people in trouble, I want to help. You know, I'm not one to not follow a pack, so I guess I'll go with you I also follow. Okay, well, I'm not staying here alone, okay? I'll just be at the back. Come on, Theodore! <laughs> thought about Don't jumping you... in the ditch to find my money, but decided against it. <laughs> Maybe these people have your money. They better. 
I survived a car accident for this. You what? A near so car accident. Fancy motor cars? That sounds fantastic. Let's yes, go. I drive. So as you're all um, moving through the forest in the direction of the uh, the blood curling shriek, you hmm. How are you approaching this? Are you all just running full speed? Are you trying to be stealthy at all? I'm, I'm just trying to get there full speed. Like, you know, someone's in trouble. I'm there to save them. Okay. I'm definitely not that. I'm definitely trying to not call attention to myself. Yeah, I think I think I was more of the uh, walking through an unfamiliar land kind of a thing. You know, Harris you don't want to go through the right wrong with, neighborhood. Right alongside. Okay, as stealth, as possible. stealthers roll stealth. Stealthers. Oh. I gave myself more of a stealth stat, man. Theodore Machinsky, you're a stealther. <laughs> I'm a stealther. But I rolled poorly. Can I try? Can I push mine? I got a. You, you certainly can. Heck yes. Ha ha! Extreme success. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So yeah, you um, you just start like you go down to a crouch as you're. <laughs> your um dog dodging skills as a door uh, door salesman kicks in <laughs> uh tony how'd you do uh i failed that yeah, i failed that sneak oh dear yeah oh let's dear. just go ahead and uh i failed as let's well let's just deal with it i also failed mo can you not see our rules i want to i want to hear i want to hear it in your voice that's why i ask <laughs> oh right. yeah no i'm not i'm not as sneaky as i thought i was yeah so we're so we're walking along and i and i say to theodore you know when you go through the kitchen sometimes you bump into a few things here but whatever you got to do to make the stromboli <laughs> don't call attention to me i i'm in my natural element when a cell goes bad, sometimes you gotta skedaddle real quick. <laughs> away. So those of you that have failed, you hear snapping twigs and dry foliage underneath you. Uh, I would say by foliage to be more specific. There are these sort of like really brittle bushes around. They're kind of almost look hairy. Um, and the grass itself is is dead. Uh, but also there's like this really coarse patches of weird coarse grass and it just makes you uncomfortable being near it for some reason. It just makes um, me uncomfortable being near it for some reason. <laughs> and that stuff just makes a weird sound when you step on it. It's like a... <sighs> so it's it's really odd. So you stepped on that a few times. You got a few... <sighs> Sounds like phlegm. Yeah, phlegm grass. That's what we can call yeah. it. <laughs> I'm familiar with phlegm. It's got kind of like uh, 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 a greasy spaghetti-ish huh. texture. <laughs> um, anyways, so you reach the location where you heard this scream. And through the trees in front of you, there's sort of one large tree. Um, and there's like a, a collection, a smattering of, of smaller trees that you can see through. Uh, ahead beyond that large tree and there are figures in the distance about 
four of them that are kind of these squat, bizarre forms, like goblins you would see in a nightmare. And they're faintly shining with this translucent blue light. And they're kind of, it looks like they're, can I get a spot hidden? Is this from all of us? Yes. Anyone who's looking. Wow, I failed. Oh. <laughs> I also failed. Once, hey. Everyone failed except Tony Stromboli. <laughs> well done. Tony yeah. Stromboli succeeding by hitting yeah. it right on. Fate has balanced the scales in your favor. <laughs> you see what looks like dancing or some strange undulation. They're kind of hopping around, waving what look like uh, glittering sharp tools and you hear this sound that they're making and they're going uh so uh so there's like uh some things some people like there's some people dancing out there with what look like sharp objects making a weird noise uh I don't think I'm prepared to deal with anyone potentially stabbing me today. Uh, but uh, Mr. Eagleface, you got a you got a, a helmet on, so maybe you lead the quest. Indeed, I say, old chap. I am skilled in burrito. I need is a weapon. I'll take care to. of these rapscallions. Uh, can I spot hidden to see if there's anything I can use as a weapon around me? Yeah. You totally wow. can. Wow, holy crap, I find nothing. <laughs> I'll help you look. I'll roll a spot hidden as well to help you look for something. Much appreciated, doll. Go for I it. rolled a 31 out of 50. That's a success. Okay, so, um, Edward, you're, looking at, you're scanning the ground. You find nothing really of use. Paris, you see this happen. You see this um, inability to find anything that can be used to uh, to fight back against whatever is up there. But um, you see something glinting underneath a bush in the right corner of your eye. Would you like to investigate? Yeah. I'm gonna say I think I found some. I think I found something, and then lean over. But I'm doing a, a bit of a stage whisper. <laughs> not there at all. Let's take a look. You find a butcher knife. Convenient. <laughs> it's the blade appears to be um, cracked. Almost, it almost looks like stone. It looks so worn and used and old. However, it also looks like it's got a sharp edge on the parts of it that aren't like chipped and chopped. Well, Vegas can't be choose, as I say. So let me tell you the stats for it real quick. It is a 1d6 plus damage bonus. Let me figure out how to add that. You have acquired the sinister-looking butcher knife. Uh, toggle edit mode on and then knife. go to combat. 
And so what was it? 1d4? 1d6 plus damage bonus. I think I have a damage bonus, so I'm good. Okay. Um, Alex, are is your character uh, next to Paris right now? Uh, I, I would think so. I figured we were checking it out together. Okay, so can you both give me a spot hidden? Uh, again? Second. Yes, again. Okay. This would be under Brawl. I can't see a thing, apparently. Uh, in a few seconds, I'm just very slowly trying to figure out how this works. I'm just going to keep it as a note. Sorry, take your time. 36. I got another success. So this is kind of a, a big uh, cluster of these strange hairy bushes. And you notice that uh, there is what looks like a bundle of rags and rocks underneath um, are you going to like try to get a bit of a better focus? Uh, yeah, I'm going to point it out verbally so that way um, Edward Falcon Christ can see it as well. Okay. And then I'm going to go investigate it. Um, With my knife in my hand. You have stumbled upon the remains of a um, badly decomposed skeleton. Oh my. As you do. He's uh, wearing, or the the skeleton is wearing um, uh, torn, uh, dusty, old clothes, and the bones have been um, look like they've taken a beating. The knife was close to this um, uh, the skeleton's hand. Okay. Wonder who this old chap was. I have a question that I'm going to regret asking. Does yeah. anything happen to my sanity for seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I know I'm that kid that said you didn't assign homework, but I figured I would ask. <laughs> either way, That's you fair. know, it's, it's, it's middling uh, sanity at best. But yeah, thank you for reminding me. Uh, I guess that probably hits me too, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So, uh, what am I doing? Taking a sanity roll? Uh, yeah, roll for sanity. Okay. Fair. You failed? Yep. Okay. It has occurred to me that I never added my sanity in there. Well done. I know. I, know I thought I would have added everything else. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the skills are to to roll for sanity. It's, it's oh, it's equal, equal to, to your, your power. power. Uh, oh, it's equal to your oh, power. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, it's equal to your, uh, is it power or intelligence? I thought it was yeah, intelligence. I think it's power. Yeah, it was power. Yeah. Oh, we just, I just made my character yesterday and I okay. made Kat, I helped Kat with her character too. Okay, and I, I put it in the wrong stat, so I definitely failed. I have very low sanity. That's not true. <laughs> I have a very high sanity and I failed it. So you, Oh. Oh no. Mo disappeared. Oh, no. He's gone. Oh no. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> no. Oh, they're back. Hello? Oh, I got booted for a second. I'm back. Okay. Back. I'm going to need to uh, put Mo back in the spot. 
Where was yeah. uh, Mo before? Such an event. Excellent. Brilliant. All good. Oh, thank you. Um, so you both lose a Sandy, um, mainly just for the shock of seeing us. How much? One Sandy point. Okay. Just for, mainly just the, the jolt of seeing a uh, long a singular sanity. Yeah. I heard eight <laughs> as in six, seven, eight and freaked out. But oh, we are wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay then. No bones. <laughs> now, what are you guys doing over there? Oh, uh, we just found something uh, rather unpleasant. Vert your eyes. More unpleasant not, than the people with the like scabby you. stuff? Well, first things first, lower your voice. But also, we were found in graves, and some people may have stayed in that grave for a while. Uh, well, we don't know they were graves. They could have been burying money. That's true. I still do not have my money. And I, I robbed have tossed a all of their of old flour. They're old yeah, strombolies. You gotta put them somewhere. <laughs> no money to be found here. Only a body. Uh, Can okay. I get a spot hidden from everyone, please? Yeah. You bet. This is gonna be my one. Ah, hard but success. Need one of these tonight. Finally, <gasps> critical Ooh. success. I rolled a one. Well done, Eagle Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just good at looking at things. Apparently, got two hards and an extra, uh, critical. Wow. So, I don't see nothing. Two hearts. Didn't have my glasses on for a second. Time. I've seen nothing. I love Gertie with all of my passion. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of olive oil a little bit from the Popeye cartoon. <laughs> oh, Popeye! <laughs> <laughs> All of you notice that those forms in the distance are approaching. Oh, shit. Like, everyone hide. What do you think I've been doing? Yeah. Goody, yeah. come over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> in like a ghillie suit. Like, <laughs> Goody, come I in. You have a 44 in disguise, so. <laughs> I, got a five in I dropped to the ground. Uh, I guess I roll stealth here. Yeah, I roll like stealth. To, um, uh, should I re-roll? No, so uh, let's do it this way. All of you roll a roll stealth with a penalty dice, except for uh, Theodore. You get a bonus. Okay. I don't know how to roll. Oh. Oh wow! So I got a I got an even worse failure. How do you do oh, yeah. that? What is a penalty dice in this? How do you roll with it? Is that hard? I would. Uh, I see. I would say maybe if you roll like a ten separately, uh, and then you could. Uh, so the way that like uh, penalty dice oh God, and bonus you dice, uh, you just click the bonus slash penalty under your roll. Oh, awesome! Oh, oh, oh there it is. Yeah, yeah. You got a four oh. penalty. Oh, and a failure. I don't know. I mean, I rolled a 60 and then I rolled a six for my bonus. So I I still failed. (laughs) Got an eight penalty. Uh, I got a 48 and then an eight. Damn. 
I think we're oh. all in plain sight, chaps. Yeah. Uh, no, I got. I got. I just keep getting worse. I just got to stop rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear these what sound like uh, sickly, like dog yelps, come from these things. Oh no. And this, um, what sounds almost like if a uh, a rabid animal had a engine in its throat that it was revving up. <laughs> and that's kind of what they're okay. all doing. They're making this sound as they're uh, they're like uh, scuttling towards the group of you gathered together. 